0: Welcome back to In Omnia Prodis. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, here with your other host, Angela, who seems to be in a cave currently, sitting with some pretty big headphones, hair resembling Kaya Gerber's at the Met. If you've seen the photos, you know she's kind of doing a 70s long curly thing going on. But if you don't, there's your quick description. <laughs>
1: So, to give a little bit more color and context to this cave, I am currently sitting on my kitchen floor adjacent to my kitchen table, almost under it, because all of my kitchen chairs are currently spoken for by various boxes and luggage because my mom and I both started different cleaning projects here in the kitchen. So, I don't know if this
0: is going to sound once I'm finished recording. But like anyone on TikTok who knows like the current trend of that like Wiggle Wiggle song is kind of how Angela sounds like with an auto-tuned fishbowl. It might just be in our recording situation or it might be how she sounds the first minute of the pod. So it'll be an exciting experience for all of us.
1: Oh, God. I don't know the Wiggle Wiggle, but I am now concerned. Just a little T-Pain action. It's all good. <laughs> I was actually listening to 5 o'clock in the morning yesterday. Solid song. Great throwback.
0: Okay. Today, as it is may or as angela and the chuggy Millennials would say
1: i feel like you're going for a it's gonna be may kind of
0: thing but you need to do the dance
1: oh yeah see and it we're already in may that only works in april but i did have a flashback this morning to season one when i had a grievance to lodge with the manager of may justin timberlake do you remember what the
0: grievance was
1: yeah it snowed in may in denver which i guess maybe <laughs> is not that out of character for denver but it is very out of character for may to me at least
0: (laughs) well going back to revisiting things may i mean is it revisiting because like it happens every year it's a recurring theme sure we'll go with that may in the united states is mental health awareness month so we thought
1: what better to do than to check in raise awareness give some context to our lives and just generally put out the reminder that everyone should do mental health check-ins i actually i had a first today it was my first day in the office in the month of may and we actually got a company wide email that we have all been encouraged to take a mental health day this month and it doesn't count against our pto or anything like that just whenever we want to take it just let our manager know and we have a mental health day you should plan it to get memorial day weekend <laughs> i did actually think about that now i'm sure many people will do that
0: can anticipate a panic attack coming on
1: <laughs> like, ooh, I feel it but I actually heard a really great story too apparently someone else who works in the company she takes a mental health day once every three months or actually she takes three mental health days and creates a long weekend and goes and rents an Airbnb and catches up on reality television whatever it takes right as Degrassi says oh well I was just gonna actually swing us off topic there and ask in what season of Degrassi you are currently in
0: one I know it's on HBO I'm on like episode
1: two or three Ashley
0: running for president
1: oh my god hbo max everyone run and watch degrassi
0: they tackle mental health i think beautifully Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't rewatched it since like I was a teenager. So like I might amend that statement when I finish. But for the time and for my age bracket, I feel they handled mental health very well. And I think one of the big things that Degrassi and mental health do really well is they cast kids in the in closer proximity to how old they actually are. So when little Aubrey Graham was running around that set, he was actually like 14 to 16 and not like Degrassi style like a 30 year old man.
1: Scary man it's actually very scary that that's the standard to which we're giving young children and teenagers like this is what you should look like this is what you should be doing
0: oh my god i had that revelation particularly with pretty little liars and i was like wait and now being a little bit past the age where like i watch a lot of those shows but still find people attractive like jacob alorty i was like wait this is weird i'm like crushing on like a guy who's playing 17 but he's actually like 24 so we're all good but like it's weird because i'm used to everyone playing younger being around my age or older and soon enough we're gonna age out where these people are still gonna be younger and playing even younger
1: oh my god seriously so i am actually watching pretty little liars right now and one of the things that i was kind of always aware of but didn't necessarily hit so close to home they have so many inappropriate age gap relationships when they were 14 they were going to college parties and hooking up with guys who were like 18 plus no no angela like 21 plus. So let's not call it. Oh my God. For the record, I was not. But no. So wink, like. Wink, nudge, nudge. Spencer had the, I don't even know if you'd call it a relationship, but like a flirtationship with her older sister's boyfriend who was like. A, oh, I wasn't we're even talking Ryan. about Ren. I was thinking about Ian. Oh. So, like, she was 14 (laughs) and he was in his junior or senior year of high school when they kissed. Ew. And he was actively hooking up with Allison. Also 14. Who
0: actually played her age? She was the only one on the show who did.
1: Really? She's my age,
0: I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Or maybe a little younger. I don't remember. But she played the age, whatever age, Sasha, whatever age Allison was, Sasha was. Okay. Alrighty. Anyway, let's move on from Angela's number one coping technique, deflection. (laughs) And go back to what this episode's all about.
1: Mental health. So if I remember correctly, did I lose the coin toss and I have to go first? Sure. Whatever you say. Well, no. Did we talk about that? I thought we did. I don't do metaphorical competitions. I do ones I win. Oh,
0: okay. Like how Bad Habits is not used in the Bridgerton season two album.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, Netflix did one of those things where they switched the songs out after. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. I – no – Okay, I watched Bridgerton the morning
0: it came out before my dental surgery and I finished it that night. I finished it before you even started and they did not use Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran.
1: Okay, but the key words in that statement, you had dental surgery. There was anesthesia and pain meds involved.
0: I was on my third rewatch by the time you started, or second. Were you really? I watched it the day, and then I think I skipped Saturday, and then I think I watched it again Sunday in preparation for our episode.
1: Oh, yeah, because I don't think I watched until Sunday. I
0: think I rewatched, like, the first one originally, because or the third one, because I think I watched one and two pre-surgery, and then three through eight after. So Mm far I was a little loopy on, so I rewatched that one. But either way, no bad habits to be spotted.
1: Netflix Bridgerton, I'm looking to you for some vindication here. So if you did switch the tapes, you gotta let us know.
0: And what were your prices, please?
1: Seriously. Oh my God. Especially if they're gonna start charging us. What's gonna happen when we can't share streaming services?
0: We don't share streaming services, Angela. What in the heck are you talking about?
1: Oh, right. We don't do that at all. We just visit each other and log in and then we log out Promptly when we leave Hear that Russia? It's all good it's taken care of Okay so back to mental health So I was actually thinking about this on my train ride earlier And I think The one phrase I can come up with To sum up how I currently feel Is I feel so lucky To have so many great things Happening in my life right now But at the same time I feel so awful That I feel unhappy Wait that, that's not the phrase hold on I actually wrote this down
0: Okay what I got from that is Angela has <laughs> Like so many great things happening right now,
1: but they're all so awful and she feels conflicted. No, okay. So here, I, I did wrote I did write it down because I knew I was gonna mess it up. I have so many good things in my life right now and I feel like I can't be unhappy because then I'm ungrateful. Well, you are clearly totally selfish ungrateful person but i did the whole like meredith gray i'm so blessed thing and now obviously something like really bad is gonna happen do you remember that episode i do and it's not like not
0: like to mansplain your mental health but is this like a thing post your flight because like since january you've been really unwell actually since like last summer you've been really unwell
1: post my flight post your trip down south oh um maybe i I don't know. You are correct. I have felt unhappy and therefore ungrateful for quite a while, but I I can't really put a pin on it.
0: But is that like in addition to the happy and grateful or like separate? Or like are you no longer putting a pin in it? Like you dropped
1: the pin? You threw the pin over like the Titanic, the diamond of the sea? We, we pulled the pin out of the grenade. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it's more just kind of like an explosion and now there's all of this stuff that I don't know what to do with. But, like, it's an explosion of happy things? No, more just, like, an ex- it's both. It's good and bad. It's, like, there's really good things. I have my new job, which I love. We have the podcast, which I love. And it's, like, helping me try to, like, push boundaries. And I don't know. I have great friends. I have, I don't know. I feel like I have all of these things. And it's, like, I shouldn't be unhappy and yet there's the unhappy i don't know if it's
0: because of like the pauses on our bad internet i'm like but do you really believe what you said
1: or is it just like what you think you feel it might be more of what i think i feel i don't know I have tried to take some, I guess we're gonna call it constructive criticism, in that I'm trying to equally share good things and bad things that happen in my life and not try to skew it one way or the other. But just not Is it me? Am I the feedback? You have given the feedback, but other people have given the feedback too. But it's just like at this moment, there does not seem to be that much that's super happy. The things that make me happy make me really happy. I really do like my new job. I really do like the the time that I've gotten to spend with my friends in the past couple months. I really, really like eating by myself and I'm going to do this more often. But at the same time, it's like, if we're going to get super candid, my dad has cancer and we already have a really strained relationship and I'm freaked out. That weighs really heavily on me. I have migraines. I've had chronic migraine since I was a teenager. And two months ago, I found out that they're a lot worse than I thought and I have to go in for an MRI to make sure that everything's okay. And I just switched insurance and now I have to find a new doctor and a new place to do this. And like we talked about in season one, like medical advocacy, it's really hard to find places to do that. Like particularly when you're switching in between providers. And as you guys all know, I have IBS just like every other 30 something millennial, because, you know, that's everyone's new personality trait. And if I eat the wrong thing, I get super bad heartburn, and then I have to take freaking my Lanta with lidocaine in it. Lidocaine, the stuff that they inject into you at the ER when, like, you're getting stitches. 10 out of 10 fan. Right, like it really does work wonders. But like the fact that that's just like a regular go-to on my counter, that freaks me out because it's like, what if one day that heartburn turns into esophageal cancer? And as you guys already know, I'm kind of a hypochondriac. Yeah,
0: just a quick thing: we are not giving medical advice or medical things. Neither of us are medical professionals.
1: As we say, we go to the school of Grey's Anatomy, and that's it. We cannot prescribe you anything or diagnose you. But yeah, that's my life. And it kind of weighs on me. And I'm not the kind of person that really likes to share that with other people regularly because that's a lot. It's a lot for me to deal with. Like, I can only imagine what that's like for another person to try to, like, hold the space for and remember whenever they interact with me. So, yeah,
0: it's a lot. I have a thought and I have a question. Okay. Which would you like first?
1: You can start with the question.
0: What do you mean your migrarians are Migraines. What do you mean your migraines are worse than you thought? Like they're doing more damage to your brain or they're more painful or... They want to make sure
1: that they aren't seizures. Oh. Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't want to speak to that fully because I don't really understand. But um, when you have migraines with auras, like it's a little different. So I actually like... What's an aura other than the source energy? sense. <laughs> so basically it's symptom of a migraine and generally it's where like your senses kind of go into overdrive. Um, most people know migraine auras as they, they see lights that aren't there. They can see like an arc of light or little stars or spots in their vision. Mine actually are, so I do I get the light thing sometimes that's actually new, that's within the past year, but since I was like 16 half of my face would just go I would call it numb but they actually call it hypersensitivity where it's like I can feel like every little thing on my face
0: is it better if my face goes fully numb when I have a migraine or worse
1: (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know man it's really weird and so like I like I've grown pretty accustomed to them because I've had them forever at least 10 a month for like the past 10 years at least and I knew how to treat them up until like the past year and a half and now nothing seems to work so i went to a migraine clinic and they're like oh yeah extra testing is totally made for you and you know honestly i kind of just wanted to go in and be like yeah like we can just give you like a new medication and it's gonna work fine you're totally in the clear and nope extra testing i saw an
0: instagram post that like kind of felt like a personal attack which said something to the extent of like only it was either only ocd or only ang- super anxious people who Wish they could go to the doctor and get like a full blood panel head CT like scan top to bottom. I'm like, Is that not something we all wish for? I would go in and get poked and prodded once a year if they would do like every test possible. Like is that something only neurotic
1: people think about? Oh my god, seriously. I was enraged when I found out that physicals after age 18 were basically you just going to the doctors every five years and they asking you, you feel good? And you say yes, and then they send you on your way. Wait, I thought you had to get them every year. I go every year. Oh, I think, is so that my previous provider? I think it was every three years, and then they told me that because I was in so regular Clearly, I could actually do every five for the physical just because I was already being seen for other stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, I don't, if I could remember what I was saying. Oh, happy concussiversary. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. That was this month. I thought it was April. Oh. But we hadn't recorded since then. We've come so far. I mean, we actually really have come so far. My post-concussion syndrome was bad. <laughs> Those are the big things in life and they weigh on me. I wasn't sure if you were pausing or if it was
0: lagging or like what was happening. And oh. I was like, I'm not trying to interrupt her right now. Oh, Especially no. I'm th- Kanye, but like I couldn't tell if she was done.
1: No, I think there was a little bit of a lag. You know, sometimes it's just hard to hold space for joy when, I don't know, it almost feels bad to be happy. I have my comment from earlier and a new question. Okay, you may comment from earlier. My
0: comment from earlier was you don't want people to have to hold space or you don't want to make them hold space or feel bad. That was kind of the gist, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm a burden.
0: Great, hold on to that point. Okay. So, like, you may think by not doing it you're holding back your burden but did you ever think and I'm not saying that you are a burden but since the word you chose but your burden could be like seeping through the cracks in other ways yeah probably so it's kind of like more rather than like holding it back it's like kind of like you're you're holding an hors d'oeuvre plate like would you like my burden this way or this way
1: Um, That's pretty great analogy. Wonderful. I totally get that because I can like I, I can see areas in my life where it's made me a little bit harder. I'm not so quick to joke or like I'll be a little bit more sensitive to things. And sometimes I think like, you know, it's aloof. It's a little mysterious. People don't exactly know what's going on. So it's something that'll pass but I don't know. I suppose, Jay, as an outsider's perspective, it's like most likely is not passing.
0: Um, speaking from the people who come within a six-foot
1: pole of Angela Club, we just know not to ask. Fair. I know, which is not exactly amazing of me because I guess that falls into the realm of making decisions for other people in my life. Oh, like, you don't want to hear. You're not able to understand. You won't accommodate this, and that's not fair to other people. It's really hard to break these patterns.
0: Serenity prayer. No, seriously, my therapist gave me the serenity prayer that's typically used in like AA and Al-Anon and like I had never heard, th- I will rave about this like forever, so sorry if you get annoyed with this, but it's like I never heard the third part because typically I hear it in TV shows and they cut it out. Off- what kind of accent do I have? They cut it off after the first verse or the second one, like or they'll fade into the second one, so I didn't know there was a third verse and, or the third line and the third line to me, I guess, maybe it's not the same way for everyone, is the line that like is the like
1: point of the serenity prayer mm-hmm. you want me to recite it god grant me the rank serenity oh, serenity. <laughs> <the> serenity prayer. <laughs> okay. oh no you're right god give
0: me the no you're right god god give me the strength sorry
1: carry on okay uh god grant me the strength to handle the things i can't change the courage to something something and the serenity and valley of our death amen henceforth forever <laughs> <laughs> your turn. Okay, I don't know what kind
0: of like psalm or verse that was, but I don't remember seeing it in anyone's Instagram bio recently.
1: I had a mini Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act moment.
0: Got it. Okay. So it's God grant me. Oh, no, it is God grant me the serenity or I've heard think, But no, I was right the first time. Jay, don't question yourself. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference.
1: There we go. Wisdom.
0: And for me, the whole wisdom to know the difference part is kind of like the aha light bulb I had when hearing it. So even thinking through like similar issues that I have with Angela of making decisions for people because it's like, oh, I know Angela wants this or I know Angela, i not gonna come to this or I wouldn't want this, burn people, yada, yada, yada stuff that I have in, in my own way as well. It's like, okay, well think of it this way. Accept the things I cannot change. I can't change anyone else's response when I ask them. The courage to change the things I can. The thing I can change is whether or not I ask ask them or I don't ask them and the difference between those is I have no control over what Angela does but I do have control of whether I've done everything on my end to give someone as much context as I feel safe giving them
1: and those are all good things Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do that yet
0: (laughs) you I just use it like my affirmation every day like whenever someone bothers me I just like go through it I'm not saying that's what you have to do like do you do you whatever way works but like for me like every time like we'll be honest every time like you or someone else would do something that would bother me i would just like say it to myself it's like okay like break it down at the end of the day you have no control over anyone else's thoughts actions or anything so it all goes back to you whether your mindset what you can change i mean i've been learning a lot about like not that we're gonna go over this here the colonization of therapy and how it can be very individualistic and very capitalistic and very drama lacking trauma informed things hmm And I think that's an area to look into. I don't feel educated enough to like go on that, but I want to throw that out there because kind of saying about what you do and don't have control over is a more individualistic look at things. However, like as we stand now in society and things, being a more individualistic society, I personally believe like... I'm in charge of creating my safe space and my inner peace. One analogy that Glennon Doyle uses is kind of like um, her castle with the drawbridge. She mm-hmm. gets to choose who she does and does not open the drawbridge for. And I feel like that is a way to keep yourself as safe as you can emotionally. I'm not saying everyone has the opportunity and there aren't external factors that could interfere with that analogy or with the serenity prayer, but everything... A lot of things in mental health, I think, have their time and place, and it's what
1: works for you hmm I really like both of those. I am not very good at them, but I think that also just kind of that goes into like my mental health foundation because I remember like my in my first big therapy push, one of the phrases that was used with me a lot was you can't carpet the world, but you can wear slippers and kind of like went back into like this avoidance thing where it's like, what can you do to make yourself feel better? And so it's like, how can you like slide by without getting hurt
0: that explains so much (laughs)
1: wow which like i didn't love and i pushed back on a lot but it was my first two therapists that actually said that both of them i was like is this a thing but also osmosis
0: even if you don't believe it like you still hear it like right we have no control over what our subconscious does and doesn't like take in Mm -hmm. so if you hear it enough yeah conditioning
1: flannel which we already know I'm susceptible to no and then I found my third therapist who she was honestly the best but I only got to work with her for a short time the jersey one no she was good so I actually worked with two one was a man and one was a woman like most recently and both of them were good but it (laughs) (laughs) sorry Gilmore Girls you know why I'm laughing (laughs) yeah What were their names? Sarah. and I, I, I'm not even going to pretend to remember their names at this point. Just I remember that exact phrase. Like uh-huh. You got the cadence
0: too of like, <laughs> and one is a man and one is a woman.
1: Like, but what is a man and one is a woman? <laughs> I'll turn it into a meme for this episode. It'll be great. Oh, it was the ballerinas, right? Um, No, I think it was chefs. It was like, which one did he like the most? And like the one that oh, he Hormit. liked the most was the man. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, and I, like, to this day, like, that phrase just, like, rings in my head just at the most random moments. You can't carpet the world, but you can wear slippers. And then my instant thought, automatic response to that is but I hate wearing slippers. So you carpet the world. Yeah. All the fun insights you make as an adult. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's me. I think that's like my whole mental health update. Oh, and I'm currently waiting on a new therapist because new insurance, new therapy, trying to find the one that sticks.
0: Um, you, I can cut this out if you don't want it, but like do you have a particular style of therapy you're
1: looking into? Um, I'm looking into a therapist who also um, has some kind of background. Either as like a certified nutritionist or has handled food behaviors. Oh,
0: Mm -hmm. oh, good for you. I I meant like EMDR, like CBT, like talk therapy kind of thing. But like, I mean that that's fine too. I just wasn't (laughs) sure if you want that. I, I don't know how you feel about that going on the podcast. So I meant more like the style of therapy because we've talked about how you've talked about various types before.
1: I actually, I found um, one woman. She is a certified nutritionist. She's been a therapist and nutritionist for like 15 years and she does art therapy, which I love. Oh, fun. Yeah. So that would be really great. So I'm really hoping that she doesn't have a wait list. I just reached out to her. And then there are a couple other people. I actually am interested in EDMR edm rapid rapid emdr emdr but i know it's like rapid eye movement something Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm interested in that i just want to make sure that it's not a migraine trigger Mm
0: -hmm. that makes sense -hmm. well thank you for sharing i think a pro that i learned on tiktok today and again fact check tiktoks um what we do is not trauma bonding because apparently trauma bonding is just a fancy way for stockholm syndrome oh god yeah So um, anytime I said that Angela and I have trauma bonded, I am now going to retract that statement. If what it really does mean is we have Stockholm Syndrome, I feel capable of leaving Angela whenever I feel like it. (laughs) And I hope she feels the same. Thank you for this interruption. Oh, best fact check ever. I mean, like I said, it was one guy on TikTok who said like people are using trauma bonding in the wrong way, like how we use gaslighting and all these terms in the wrong way Mm -hmm. or like overuse them, which I completely agree with. But like my understanding of what trauma bonding was, was like when you start out bonding over your trauma- so it's kind of like when you and someone bond over like hating the same person and that, that person is no longer a factor like what friendship do you have mm-hmm. so i thought it was the same thing with trauma and therefore the term would be trauma bonding but if it is a stockholm syndrome thing like from like an abuser and like an abused victim that is not what we
1: do or what we have live fact check angela can you confirm you're not here against your will I I am not here against my will. This is completely consensual. Thank you. Well, no, that's Wikipedia. We do like Wikipedia, but we're not gonna. I think we have been using trauma bonding incorrectly. Well, then so
0: has the rest of the world.
1: I mean, that really doesn't surprise me.
0: But like you've heard it the way I thought it was used too, right?
1: Yeah, but remember, I also went to a school where once a year, they made you spill all your deepest, darkest secrets to everyone in your class and then swore you to secrecy and said that you were bonded for life because you now knew each other's pain
0: well see that does really more sound
1: like stockholm syndrome if you ask me oh my god seriously (laughs) i actually i watched a little netflix indie film that actually parodies one of the camps that we went to kairos Ooh, what is it let me look it up i know natalia dyer is in it and that's why i watched it you could tell me later okay it's fine
0: don't waste your internet on other things
1: oh yes god yes so it's dirty no it's not oh. but yeah anyone else who's ever been to kairos if you listen to the podcast and you want to talk to me about it and how maybe it wasn't the best thing that ever happened to you dm us at, at omniapod on instagram
0: and angela's realists have been doing so well on instagram that like maybe some of you might actually have that experience
1: I will keep making reels just so I can find people to talk about some of these things. And they're kind of fun. I get why you like making videos now. I don't think I could do it the way that you do. You have way more skill. Do I? I think you do. But I think like the little like 10, 15 second ones are fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, but Jay, your mental health update. Pivoting off
0: something you said, kind of the difference between like happiness and joy is something that
1: I've gotten onto
0: like Brene Brown slander TikTok and I'm trying not to take it too personally, but like it's not been making me to have things and i get what people's complaints are and they're like the thing that i hate the most about it and granted i'm a bit of like an elitist person too so i'm sure part of it is because i'm reflecting in myself of like people are like, doesn't everyone already know that like shouldn't we already know that she's not sharing anything new it's like people who are complaining on the internet i really want to like interview an internet troll one day because like i just don't understand like how much time do you have i was unemployed for like two years and i never like went down to like internet troll so like what is going on in your life that you feel like you need to get it out there or your opinion on everything publicly and weigh in on everything
1: again if you are an internet troll who would like to be interviewed (laughs) for our podcast dm us at InOmniaPod on instagram
0: did you see how i was actually dming with like a real who i think is a real person on our instagram yes that's so exciting i know i was trying to not uh, like suggest illegal behavior i was trying to stick to the facts
1: You know, and we had a real comment that was not someone asking for us to promote on their website. Back to Brene Brown. So one of the things she makes a distinguish between, and so do some other
0: people I like, is between happiness and joy. And you use them kind of synonymously, which I think is what most people do. But if you're able to mentally kind of separate them, it can take pressure off. I'm not saying for you, but I'm saying like for me, this is something that I heard. So like happiness, Brene Brown has a whole book on this, but like I'm going to summarize the way I interpret and took it away from. Read it, buy it, listen to it, listen to our HBO series, whatever you want to do, Google it yourself. But here's what I took and retained from that. So my interpretation of Brene Brown's thing. Happiness is more of a state of, being you are happy like and it's a state that you cannot stay in or like sustain in because like at the same time like Shakespeare like comedy tragedy like you kind of can't stay in either forever because like you kind of will adapt like if you were always happy like for me where am I happiest shopping or at Disneyland so like if I'm at Disneyland all day every day for like a week that's no longer going to make me happy okay versus joy is about finding like little wins like little dopamine hits like the joy of remembering that you didn't miss street cleaning or just miss it the joy of when you come up to a parking meter and there's still money in it I would say a Starbucks pay through line but based on what everyone says from the barista standpoint don't take your free drink and then tip the baristas and the lines because they don't like it and tip the people making minimum wage instead here here. take the free drink obviously or give the free drink away I don't know irrelevant you can experience joy and then kind of like it's kind of Marie Kondo like say thank you and then like let it go back, finding moments of joy rather than like, being in a state of happiness. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I think that like that wasn't a personal attack for you. That was just something that like I learned and resonated with me that I've been trying to do. I wasn't telling you you had to do that.
1: No, I, I totally get that. And I think that that's actually something that was a really big takeaway for me for my anxiety class a couple years ago. My thought, I call it my exercise and <laughs> thoughtlessness. And it's not actually like as bad as it sounds. Um, Basically, okay. it's a meditation type where you sit for like five or 10 minutes and- and you don't let – and you don't focus on any one thought. It's like you practice – as you think of something, you acknowledge it, and then you let it go. So oh no. That- when I do
0: that, I just get with monkey monkey underpants and <laughs> can't stop thinking about that.
1: Kind of. Yeah. But it's like learning to like go with the flow and not getting caught in it and not getting caught in like one thought that then becomes all-consuming. Mm. And so like that's kind of what I heard when you were talking about like moments of joy. Mm. It's like saying, oh, joy, and then moving on.
0: Mm-hmm. Like when your hair isn't frizzy. Like, oh, like I'm happy like my hair didn't do the thing today. Mm-hmm or like I remember to pack tampons in my purse little things like that Mm -hmm. in terms of my mental health I pay a lot to have a professional deal with a lot of it but like recently a family member and I were out and they were asking me how's therapy going and the big takeaway from me in therapy is that your brain is not innately on your side Mm -hmm. which like you kind of think so I had a similar god I feel like I'm in legally blonde right now I had a similar revelation though about like skincare I assume my body through like evolution and source energy and everything just like knew what to do to keep me alive and functioning so if I washed my face and then I used lotion like that should be enough if I like rinse my face like my body should regulate and do all the great things itself but like it doesn't like I have like an extensive skincare routine that is only gonna get more extensive leading up to a festival we are all going to in August I literally this is not good mental health advice but I literally have like a three month plan and it actually started on yesterday and goes exactly to the day everyone comes to stay at my house for this concert because I'm going to LA for five days, and so if you take those five LA days and put them to the beginning of August, it actually lines up perfectly from now until then. <laughs> oh my god, that gosh. is not good mental health. That is my OCD tendencies, but I can call it out. So awareness, step one. But I had the similar thing with my mental health as I did with my skincare. It's like I thought my brain just like what was rooting for me, like Tyre says, like we were rooting for you. Like I thought my brain was rooting for me. Your no. brain's not rooting for you because you're your brain has taken in everything from the second you were conceived let's not get into like abortion and fetuses and things but like while you are in the womb epigenetic things are happening so you are starting your genetic material according to my therapist who is a very very smart woman she says generational trauma they found is depending on two studies one which was in nazis or not (laughs) nazis jews who survived nazi germany or nazi regime generation has been proven for three generations and with another study it has been proven for seven so seven generations of whatever happened to your ancestors all the way back that is farther than generations that the featheringtons are cousins who got married is in you to this day Ugh. so like obviously we all can't trace our lineage back that far or some might i am adopted so i definitely can't but all of the things like thinking about what sounds i was hearing thinking about what it was like for me however long i was with my biological parents to what it was like for me in the orphanage to what it was like for me when I came to live with my family now, your brain is making the most connections between the ages of zero and two. And so for one third of that, I was in another country, I was pre verbal, I couldn't get express my needs. I don't know if my needs weren't met. Odds are based on stories, they weren't whether it was getting to the orphanage in the orphanage whatnot. And probably if my parents planned on putting me up for adoption, they were something that was weighing on them the whole pregnancy. So all of that has formed me into the way I think and perceive the world and the way I maneuver before I could talk or even before I was in the United States and that like is very heavy so I apologize to whatever people are listening to this but like it's something I've had to kind of come to terms with and show myself compassion self-compassion for like I will never know what formed or how my patterns formed or what I needed to do to survive there but my my thought processes formed enough so that I could at least survive to now and now that I'm out of such a traumatic situation like I have to relearn and decide how to create safety because the way my brain did create safety probably has made me more like less vulnerable with people, less trusting, harder to get to know, a little bossy probably where a little bit of my OCD tendencies come in because those things were all necessary and required for me to kind of get that early on that like now I can Marie Kondo and say like thank you very much like I don't need these as much and you just have to do that. You have to ask yourself questions. My most recent thing is I've been having conversations with myself, not like long conversations like we're not going all like multiple personalities but like a small example is I from whole pandemic and yes I still consider us in a pandemic have worked out five to six days a week if you include a stretch of do seven for like 99% of the pandemic like I think I took a total of two weeks off completely and then one or two days off here or there and more recently like I haven't been wanting to do it and I was like well why don't you just take another day off it's like and then that was like JA and then like JB was like no but like we do it every day like we say we're gonna do it every day and then JA goes was like, why though? Why? It's like, and then JB's like, well, you have to. Like you said you were going to do it. Like you didn't do it today. Like, you have to do it. And like me cognizant, me having this conversation with you all took a step back and was like, why am I fighting myself? And realizing like things that like something inside told me and habits I formed. I'm like letting hold myself back and like not do what like I currently feel is best for me. It's not only about like trusting other people, but it's like trusting like the many. So in my therapist kind of one of the therapies is like... I, F S, I think internal family systems which basically goes with this other theory which is like you have like i think like seven people running your board of directors i don't know what they are but like short is like you have like a good child an angry child like a judging parent a kind parent like an adult there are two more i'm blanking on but basically they all take turns like deciding and making you move through the world normally we're kind of just running on autopilot and running so fast we don't know who's controlling us or why we're doing the things we're doing because our system one in our brain is kind of just like running us but when you start to think about these and you interrupt these thoughts and you're able to kind of like look back it's like wait for instance like I stopped reading, like, a month ago because I, like, after reading Cultish, like, for me, it kind of took the fun away because, like, Angela and I had a timeline on that, so, like, I had to read more than I, like, like to read, and I haven't wanted to read since, and I was like, why am I punishing myself for not reading? It's not like, okay, like, it's not like I forget everything I already read it's not like I don't have books I want to read that I will again when I have time. It's like trusting myself like, hey, you don't want to do it right now. Don't do it. It doesn't mean like you're never going to do it. Because like the books I have, I actually like want to get back to. It's just not something I need to prioritize. And for me, once I make a commitment, I'm like, I have to do it. I have to prioritize this because I told myself I would. But like, I also need to be able to tell myself, like, I changed my mind. And, like, that's not only an inter-struggle, like, I deal with with other people, but it's something you have to deal with within yourself, too. Because, like, you're not as rational as you think you are. Here, here. Anything to chime in?
1: Well, no, I think we've talked about this a little bit before, where we like to think of ourselves as, like, logical people who are in control, but… Really, it's very easy to be, like, emotion-led.
0: You are emotion-led, regardless of whether you want to be or not. You're either led by feeling your feelings or you're led by the avoidance of your feelings.
1: Me, me, or... Queens, we. Got it.
0: My therapist has all these great catchphrases that I like to repeat, but she says, like, we're not logical, we're biological. Like, we are animals, Mm -hmm. and, like... That part takes over
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it runs us more than we like to think we've evolved
1: past it. Like, hello, think of Princess Elsa, Queen
0: Elsa now. Oh, goodness.
1: Okay, so I have a little question about the internal family structure? System. System. So everyone has seven, like, regardless of family style? Like, do you think of it as just, like, the seven different parts of, like, your personality, like, regardless of like, what informed you? Mm-hmm
0: in a moment okay i wanted to find something more than wikipedia theory comes from um it's called transactional analysis by eric byrne and it is a psychoanalytic theory and method of therapy developed in the 1950s and it refers to the communication exchange between people and transactional analysis are trained to recognize which ego state people are transacting from and to follow the transactional sequence so they can intervene and improve the quality and effectiveness of communication. So in here, there are three ego states. There is the child ego state, which is behaviors, thoughts, and feelings that are replayed from childhood. Your adult ego state, which are behaviors, thoughts, and feelings, direct response to here and now. And then your parent ego state, which are behaviors, thoughts, and feelings copied from parents and parental figures okay so for them it's three for my therapist and for like someone else like there are like seven because i guess like there are ones that like there are multiple like you're not just like you can be like in you can simplify it to those three but then it's also like happy little like kid are you like angry kid who's like really like um i never remember the Freudian say it's like in focus like very me focused mm-hmm. or super ego and then there's like the kid who's like good and like loved and feel safe like so but yeah, in the short is like there is a three states that we according to this art we all maneuver between. I'll have to look into this when I when I get th- when I get a new therapist. Cause like something else I saw on TikTok, which someone was saying was she was able to heal her inner child. I'm like, wow, well, good for you. I feel like that's years ahead for me. But she was like, but now I'm dealing with my inner teenager. And I'm like, oh my God, like they have to grow up too. <laughs> that just sounds exhausting
1: seriously i didn't know it was actually possible to heal your inner child i thought that was something we just like constantly had to strive for
0: i don't know but that whole constantly needing to strive to be better is part of like the individualistic capitalist like nature of psychology as it's written today as well
1: yeah i can see that i feel like i've been seeing a lot of things about like capitalism and how we commodify everything right now yes particularly hobbies I know.
0: Don't y'all worry. Angela and I aren't making a cent from this, and we're just paying a lot of money to continue.
1: <laughs> and Angela still spends a lot of money on art supplies. And shoes. And shoes, yeah.
0: You don't wear.
1: I collect them. It's a hobby. Have any ones th- I can wear to – Maybe. Depends on your outfit. Just because I – color-wise, outfit-matching-wise from the outdoor shoes that I have.
0: Remember, I only wear black and white, so it shouldn't be too much of an issue.
1: True. I don't know. Do you think as your your inner child grows, your inner teenager, the family <laughs> structure, bonds, like, how do you see yourself in five years? Where do you think you're going to head, like, mental health-wise?
0: Okay, Diane Sawyer. I
1: watched a lot of her interviews.
0: Um, I feel like the biggest thing, like, when I picture someone of, like, good mental health, it's not necessarily that like I'm gonna be much different I'm just going to like accept and not make everything like so like the three like the three things I'm like my therapist again with her great acronyms and I love good acronyms like I think this has to do with like kind of things I do when I'm known as a rigid thinker a global thinker working on it but three things that comes with is what you're thinking is The three Ps, which are personal, pervasive, and permanent. Mm -hmm. And I often assign those to things. And so you can't – I've given up and kind of – well, not given up. I've surrendered that I can never control my actions. So if Angela, like, says something mean and I call her, like, a mean word after it, I'm not – don't think that's necessarily going to change, but I think what is going to be able to change is I'm going to be able to kind of resilience myself out of that state, apologize own it, and, like, move on quicker and not hold on to it as much as I do now because I interpret it deeper than it needs to be.
1: I like that. See, I feel like that's that's a much more, like, healthy and, like, well-thought-out answer than what I was, like, expecting. Not that I wasn't, like, expecting anything great from you, but just, like, when I thought about, like, how I would answer that question, I'm more conjured up like an image like it's very abstract
0: when you think of your mental health in five years as you were thinking of how you would like to answer the question you asked me you saw a a picture.
1: Yeah, I conjured up like a mental image. I'm on a lounge chair, orange. I'm There are orange trees and lemon trees in the background and I'm next to a pool and I'm wearing a giant floppy hat and there's like all of these people like around me and like not like chaos but just like there's a lot going on but it's not bothering me. Like I'm sitting there without headphones just like resting and relaxing and like I don't have any of my little like coping mechanisms mechanisms to try and like drown out the noise or the people
0: i thought you were imagining yourself as meredith blake in the parent trap like where she's in the hat like in the pool and like is gonna like look up and see hallie oh my for god the first time before you said all the people were there
1: i mean i watched the parent trap like every other week as a kid so that's probably like where this like mental image is originally rooted and probably deep down identified with Meredith Blake
0: And now you're older than her
1: I know that terrifies me
0: But in this episode Fun little thing that like I recently heard about That another friend texted me about Did you know some people like can't conjure images in their minds And you don't know what that means It's kind of like when you ask someone like how painful something is Like you never really know like what that means But like allegedly there are people who like If you're like hey picture a red ball They can't do it or Like, like
1: zero visualization apparently. Like if you say think of a red ball They think of the word. Red Ball
0: I don't know what they think about But like I can think of it and I can think of it like bouncing in my head and then I could think of it like playing back in my elementary school like I can do things but apparently like there are levels to which people can do things and it's not we're not all the same like if I say like imagine a pink elephant and like we all don't think of like bing bong everyone can think of like something but like some people can't think of anything
1: allegedly I have so many questions do we know anyone who does this or can't do this I don't know like I don't normally ask our friends like hey like think of a pink elephant and describe it to me (laughs) is this why some people have issues with like all of the setup when they're reading books because that would make a lot of sense like when people talk about like how something is boring if there's like reading like a three paragraph passage about like an entrance into a garden
0: i've literally told you i'm that person and no because i can see pink elephants and i can see the garden just fine.
1: oh okay never mind
0: i mean it might be for some people but i'm that kind of person with a book that like do not set me up too long like i want to know like
1: fair not that you would but never read a george rr R. martin book even that's too much for me
0: is that the book where you have to like flip it bop it
1: no it's game of thrones yeah like dude can spend like five or six pages like just describing something before any actual dialogue comes in
0: (laughs) what is your affirmation or thing you want to check in with yourself with next year something you learned something you'd like to say to the people so we can head out i was gonna say on the road but like that's hello can you hear me so we can jay I can hear you.
1: Oh, no. Hello. I can hear you. Um. Okay. Well, at some point, apparently, Siri was activated on my computer, so I have now lost audio to Jay, so... I can hear you just My mental health, I guess we're going to call it goal for the next year, is to make strides in learning how to communicate with my friends and family about how I'm feeling and not just constantly saying it's fine as my feelings then seep out from under the door water of an overflowing bathtub so that other people aren't stepping in the puddle and slipping in it. But, you know, we can actively talk about it and pull the drain, turn off the tap, all that jazz. Um, Yeah, in probably just learning how to talk about my feelings in a better way than constantly making jokes and deflecting and sounding mildly sarcastic. What about you, Jay? Rather than like the tub
0: overflowing with the water, I feel like she's the person who like was trying to do a good thing. Like, I want to wash this extra fast. so I'm going to put extra soap in the tub or in the washing machine. And then like she puts it on and like all of a sudden there's bubble all over every room. The reason I also go with bubbles is it's stickier and it's a little bit harder to manage than if you like just overflowed with water. Like she like put a little too much detergent I was like a little too excited. And like now we're all dealing. Dealing with it, but like good for her. My mental health affirmation thing is just to question my thinking, question my processes, think less, and just kind of like go with what I feel is true intuitively and also just like basically interrupt i mean the big thing for me is like interrupting what i do the way i do it when i don't like it and acknowledging why or when i don't like it and like what i have the ability i said the story to change about said things and i'm gonna signal now for angela to sign off and we'll see how all this goes
1: and on that note thank you for listening to this episode of in omnia paratus grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate download and follow on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts as always where you lead will follow so head on over to at an omniapod on Instagram and let us know what you'd like to hear about in the comments. Bye.
0: As one of my other favorite people, Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. So continue to do hard things that you know will make you better, stronger, all the good things. Goodbye.